This is the Family Second Program. How you doing? the family second program i'm so excited you're with us i'm your host p shells that's philip shelley all right along with my diva divine my divina and my four shells we say what's up everybody out there listening we are excited you are listening to another edition of the family second program you know we can't say enough how thankful we are that you turned on this program to hear all about what god has created he created the family he wants to see your family reach its full potential how can that happen? Well, guess what? I'm glad you asked. Number one, I believe is through a relationship with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Also, His Word reveals how good He is. Everybody say, He's good. That's right. He's good. And how He wants us to grow. How He wants us to love and prosper and give in this life. He doesn't want us to just grow, love, and prosper. He wants us to give. Amen. Can I get an amen? Hmm, that's right. You know the tagline for this network? which is a ministry, is if you're putting God first, you're putting your family first. So so when I say family, second, it's bringing to light that many of us have forgotten to put God first in our family. You know, we say the term family first, it's all around us. We read in our tweets and our Facebook page, and, and we even say it ourselves. But, you know, we see that and we use that, but sometimes we forget the most important ingredient, and that is God in our family. So my encouragement to you and my challenge to you as parents, my challenge to you as children, I challenge you as aunts and, of course, that crazy uncle. I saw a shirt the other day. It said Funkle, like a fun uncle. <laughs> so my encouragement and my challenge to you as parents, as children, as aunts, and, you know, that crazy fun uncle, is to put God first in your family and see all that God can do. Which is endless because, you know, God, God can just do whatever he wants, you know, which is awesome. All right. It is. So if you would like to contact us, if you'd like to write us, uh, if you'd like to write the EEA network, which stands for Equip, Encounter, and Activate Network and the Family Second Program, you can email us. That's right. Email us at philip at philipshelley.org. That's philip with one L, P-H-I-L-I-P, at Philip Shelley. That's Shelley, S-H-E-L-L-E. E-Y dot org. Ask any questions, any comments, anything to encourage us. We would love that. My wife and I and my four, our four shells, we would love to hear from you. And you know what? To see what God's doing in your life and how you can encourage us and how we can encourage you. And we can do this together. We can connect. That's right here at the Four Shells Connection. But today, let us dive into what God has for us today. I think I believe that God has something for you. He wants you to hear His voice through this program. And you know, you know what? Um, I just want to bring the Bible to you. I want to show you how God and why God created the family. So today, we're going to dive in, and uh, we're going to talk about something uh, we all have a desire for. Okay, but some of us just, just just don't know it. Okay, and that desire is serving human need. You know, God created each of us in His image, right? 
That's what the Bible says in Genesis. God created us in their image. And since we are created in his image, you know, I believe that all of us have a heart for the poor, have a heart for the oppressed, the down and out. I believe we have that heart. But I believe some of us have given in to the temptation that this world provides, the hate that this world wants to bombard us with and and wants us to show toward people. You know, the devil knows that we have free will. God has given us free will. You know, we were creating his image, but he's also given us free will. So we have a choice. We have a choice whether to love or whether to hate. And, you know, you have a heart to give. You have a heart to, to share your love with each other. But that temptation is overwhelming to show hate toward whoever it is different from you. But you know what? God wants, to, wants us to show his love. He wants us to serve the human need. So God has put a desire in you to help the poor and help the oppressed. You know, I think it's amazing that uh, in the Bible, Jesus Christ, you know, started his earthly ministry reading Isaiah 61. That's right. If you go to Luke chapter four, verses 17 through 19, he stood up in the synagogue. You know, he was handed the scroll of Isaiah, the prophet. The Bible says he enrolled it and, you know, he found where it was written. And it says this, it said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. You know what? He selected this to launch his public ministry and to announce that he was the Messiah. Jesus' defined ministry, you know what, becomes the ongoing essence of the good news. You know what we must remember? You know what we must remember, guys? That while all people benefit from this ministry, me, you, everybody around you, just look around, look around, look around, that's right. Everybody benefits from this ministry, but the good news was and is the good news to the poor. He said that right there. He says right there that he was anointed to bring the good news to the poor. Now, if we as believers want to accurately represent Jesus and, you know, honor God's word, we must focus on serving and empowering the poor. You know, caring for the poor was mandated by God in the book of Leviticus. If you go back to the Old Testament, we can read in Leviticus 19, 9 and 10, that God is giving the Israelites instructions on holiness in personal conduct. And part of that He instructed the Israelites not to go back after harvesting to pick up the leftover grapes or leftover grain that was left on the ground. He tells them why he wants them to do this at the end of verse 10. He says, leave them for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord, your God. Now, how can you tell God means what he says? (laughs) Because it says right there, he punctuated it. At the end with, I am the Lord, your God. You know, this statement by God instructing his people to care practically for the disadvantaged should provide uplifting insight into his heart. So this is a mandate from God. The Bible also instructs us to defend the rights of the needy. You know, in Proverbs 31, 8 and 9, it says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. It says, Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. 
Now, here's where I might offend some people when I say the work of God's people on behalf of the poor must be more than a periodic prayer, you know, or or a check written to a relief agency, you know, and that's all good. It's good to, you know, write a check to the relief agency or it's great to pray. Please pray for those that are in need. But, you know, God commands us to do as he does by actively defending the rights of the needy, advocating for all of them and coming to their aid when we see them oppressed, when we see them discriminated against or we see them mistreated. You know what? I believe that we did, we saw the heart uh, of, of people all around this country when the hurricanes came these last few weeks and people went down to just help, to save lives, to feed, to care for, uh, you know, to give of themselves uh, for the needy, for the hurt, for people that lost everything. We saw, you know, we saw true, the true heart of God through these actions that people displayed here in America. But you know what? We must speak up for the marginalized if, because they are poor, they are treated unfairly. You know, for example, in the line of a grocery store or somewhere in public, we must speak up. God wants us to speak up. You know, we are God's ambassadors. Come on, say that. We are God's ambassadors. And we need to act on his behalf to defend those that are violated. You know what? God has created you for a purpose. Come on, just shout out loud. I have purpose. That's right. You do have purpose. You know, one of those purposes, (laughs) let me tell you that something, is to care for the poor. But did you also know this? What is that, Philip? That caring for the poor is also an investment with God. You know, we have certain things here on earth to invest in, but I think the better thing is to invest in God. And did you know when you care for the poor, you're investing with God? You know, in Proverbs nineteen seventeen, you know, God associates himself with the poor by taking on their plight personally. You know, it says, if you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord and he will repay you. He says it right there. He promises to repay those who care about the marginalized and care about those that show kindness to the poor. You know, sheltering the homeless. Uh, For you teenagers out there, uh, that means befriending a a scared stranger in your classroom, uh, visiting a person in jail, uh, or feeding hungry children. You know, is a very, very wise investment. Don't you think? The Lord himself will repay you. But let me tell you this. Not necessarily with wealth or comfort. But with honor, he will repay you with honor of reflecting his character by the sacrifice we make on behalf of the poor. I want to challenge you this week to go read Isaiah 58 verses 5 through 7. I'm not going to read them now, but I want you to go back to the Bible and I want you to read Isaiah 58 verses 5 through 7 and read how God tells his children what really pleases him. You know, it wasn't them going through the ceremony of fasting that pleased him. But if you read verses 6 and 7, he tells them this. He says, free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. 
I like that last part right there because you know you hide from them. You know you do. Don't lie. You know you do. God is telling us that the ceremony of fasting becomes offensive to him when we ignore the people closest to his heart. You know, you can read an example of this in Luke 11. And I want you to go back to Luke 11 this week and read verses 38 through 41 as Jesus dined with some Pharisees. You know, it's amazing how some things you read in the Gospels parallel to today. You know, and the fact that we have leaders and we have religious leaders who are acting as the Pharisees did. I challenge you to read those verses in Luke 11. I'm going to leave you with this today. In James 1, 27, it says this. It says, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. You know, those things closest to God's heart, the things that he views as precious, what does it revolve around? It revolves around caring for the needy and personal holiness. Right there, those two things. It says it right there in verse 27. Genuine religion, the sight of God, the Father, means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. God's majesty and power are best understood in the light of his tender compassion toward orphans and widows. You know, when his children care for the distressed, their actions are pure and they're faultless in God's view because they reflect his heart. And I want you today to reflect God's heart. I want your family to reflect God's heart. We can, and you know, we should. We should evangelize. We should fast. We should study. We should pray. All those things are great. But our looking out for and defending the helpless brings pleasure to God without condition. And I know there's a lot of people out there that might be offended with some of the things that are in the Bible, but it's there. It's in the Bible. It's God instructs us on what to do for those that are poor, for those that are oppressed, for those that are marginalized. You might say to yourself, well, you know what? You, they need to help themselves. They, you know, they depend too much on the government. I want you to throw that out of your window right now. Just throw it out of your head and let's concentrate on God's heart right now. Okay. Let's concentrate on what God needs us to do. Believe me, if we as Christians were doing what we're supposed to be doing, we wouldn't have to depend on the government. We wouldn't have to depend on those entities that are helping those that are poor right now. If we go and we do what God has commanded us to do, then we would not see some of the troubles that are here in this world. And there are so many people out there that are doing an awesome job. I have many friends that are missionaries to different countries. I have friends that are that are aid workers and, and in ministry today working for the good of people and those that are poor and those that are oppressed and the orphans and the widows, and they're doing an awesome job. But I am challenging new families out there, new families that want to do something for God, do something for the poor, do something for the oppressed. It's up to us. It's up to us with God's heart to go and do what God has commanded us to do to please his heart. So I challenge you today, as we pray, as we go into our encounter, I want you to pray today for God's heart. I want you to pray for your family and pray that they receive God's heart. I also want you to pray against the temptation of this world, the temptation of hate, 
that is being thrown around here in America and throughout the world. The, the hate, if they're a different color or they're, they're a different creed or uh, if they think different, uh, if they have different values, uh, whatever it is, what the world is throwing at us, what the devil is throwing at us, I want you uh, to pray against that temptation, pray against the spirit of this world. And receive the Holy Spirit today and what God wants your family, fathers, mothers, uh, uh, sons, daughters, grandparents, aunts, uncles, whoever it is listening today. God has something for you to do. You have a purpose today and part of your purpose is serving the needy. So let's pray today that God gives you his heart. And he gives you his heart for the needy. So, Lord, I just come before you right now. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity to speak into the lives of families today. I believe that you created the family unit for a purpose. That when we become as one, you will lift us up and we will reach our full potential. And part of that full potential is serving the needy. You commanded us. It was a mandate from you in Leviticus that we need to serve those that are poor, those that are oppressed. And God, I just pray against temptation in the hearts of men, in the hearts of women, in the hearts of children. God, I come against that spirit of this world that wants to tear people down with hate, with lies, with malicious speech. God, I just pray against that in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you allow your Holy Spirit to overcome this world in the name of Jesus. I pray for moms. I pray for dads that are just pondering, what can I do? What can I do in this country, in this world for those in need? I, I have so much to do with my kids. I have so much to do at work. I got to feed my own family. How am I supposed to feed others? So, Lord, I just pray, give them opportunities. Show them the opportunities right in front of their face. The people across the street in need. The people down the street in need. The people in downtowns uh, that need you, that are homeless, that are looking for love and looking for you. So, Lord, I just pray, give them the heart right now for your people. And let them please you through this act of serving those in need. I pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen. Amen. That's right. That's what we want to do today. We want to serve those in need. We want to go and we want to lift people up. We want to see God's spirit rise up in power and in authority. And it's through you. It's through the family coming together, sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, whoever it is. You have the purpose and you have the potential inside of you to see things change, not just in your life, but in other people's lives around you. People you don't even know are going to be changed. Can I get a witness? Hmm, that's right. Come on, somebody. Well, what do we do now? Well, we, we've been equipped with the word. And if you need to go back and hear some things, if you need to see the show notes that I'm going to be posting on my Facebook page and Instagram and, and my blog, please go to that. I have some more scripture references there that, that you can find in the word of God. And you can go back and read those things and be reminded of what God says and God has mandated us, mandated us with. So we have to activate now. We, we encounter 
encounter the Holy Spirit. And I, I pray you receive the Holy Spirit and his power through that word, through the prayer. And now you are ready to go. That's right. Get your family in the van or the car or whatever it is and just go. Go do it. That's right. Go and serve those in need. So what are some things you can do this week to activate what you've learned here? Well, number one is you have to pray. <laughs> That's right. As MC Hammer said, you got to pray just to make it today. You got to pray. That's right. You have to pray. And here's what I want you to pray, fathers. This, and this is up to you, dads. Okay. I want you to rise up in your leadership role in your family. And I need you to pray. And here's what I want you to pray. I want you to, I want you to pray uh, just as I did against the temptation of not helping the poor, the temptation of saying it, they need to help themselves. No, you need to pray against that temptation and pray also that you begin to find ways to help those in need, no matter what it is, even your relatives. That's right, that you probably haven't talked to in years. But, hey, you need to help them out. You need to go find them. You know the those people you hide from every Thanksgiving, Christmas? You know, you need to find their need, and you need to help them. You need to help and serve those that are in need. So families, pray. Number one, you need to pray. If you want to activate, you need to pray. Okay? Number two is I want you to be creative. All right? I, but, but, but Philip. I don't have a creative bone in my... Yes, you do. Someone in your family does. Okay. I don't know who it is. It might be your daughters, your sons. Somebody has a creative bone in the body. You need to find creative ways to serve. You need to find... A, a great thing our church has is on their website. They have like hundreds of uh, of th- places to go because we live in a big town here in San Antonio. And they have... Uh, they have places that you can click and like, Hey, I want to serve today. I want to serve on this. I want to serve on this Tuesday or this Wednesday. So they, they have created a way for families to come together and work together to serve those in need. So you as a family need to come together as sitting at the table at dinner time and just create ways. How can we serve our community? How can we serve our city? It might be a small city. It might be a large city. In a large city, there's more opportunities. In a small city, there's there's not many opportunities, but you can find ways to serve those in need. If it's something that you need to get your church together and go to a big city, like a missions trip, you need to do that. It might go into another, not be not going to another country and serving. Whatever it is, find ways. One of the things we do as a family is we pack food bags. You know, we put a, a small water, we put a granola bar, uh, we put um, different things. You know, inside perishable things that won't go bad. Um, and we t- put it in our cars every time we go to downtown or every time we go out. We always see homeless um, uh, with signs on the on the side. So we uh, every time my kids are like, "Hey, they, you know, we need to get a, we need to get a bag," and they give it to the bag. And that's that's one way. You know, it might be small, but it's something to serve those in need, giving them food. Uh, so be creative to serve whatever it is. Be creative. That's number two, and then number three. Make every situation a teachable moment with your children. Everything that you do in your car, driving, um, when you're at the table, dinner table, when you're out serving those in need and you see those in need, make it a teachable moment for them that, hey, God has commanded us to go and serve those in need, to lift up those that are oppressed, to help the marginalized. So make every moment a teachable moment for 
your family. And we can do this together, guys. We can do it together. One of my visions for this ministry is to take families together on missions trips. I would love to do that one day. I would love to take you on a missions trip and serve those in need in other countries or here in, uh, in our own neighborhoods. I would love to do that. So pray for that. So we we equipped ourselves. We had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. We are now able to activate what God has what God has put inside of us. So hey, let's go do it. <laughs> That's right. Get your kids. Uh, you know, don't hide your kids. Don't hide your husband. <laughs> don't do that. But hey, get them in the car. Go and serve. Call somebody on the phone. Call that relative that you haven't spoken to in years. Okay, and go and serve those in need. Find a need. And fill it. I like how the Dream Center in LA has said that for years, and that's where I get that from. Find a need and fill it, whatever the need is. If it's in your church, if it's in your schools, if it's in your neighborhood, if it's in your own house, fill it. You know, tell those, do life together with those that can lift you up, and you can lift them up. So go and do that today. I'm so thankful and grateful you have joined us today. Go back and listen again. Share it with somebody that needs to hear this uh, about the love of Christ and how we need to serve. God has created you for a reason and a purpose. And one of those purposes is to serve the needy. And we need to do that starting today. All right. Today is the day that you need to serve one another. I can make a song though, but I just won't do that right now. But hey, thanks for listening today. Thanks for joining us. Again, please share. Please uh, tell somebody about this. If you want to see the show notes and see some of the scripture references that I said today, go to my blog at philipshelley.org. That's Philip with one L and then Shelley, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y. Please go there and connect with us. Please email us at philip at philipshelley.org. We want to we want to hear from you. And you know, if you would like to give to this ministry, one one of the things we want to do here is is, is create this five hundred one c three, this nonprofit, to where we are creating resources for the family. We are creating opportunities to serve as a family for other families to come together and serve those in need. You know, we we see a bunch of people doing a lot of stuff on YouTube and and, and Instagram and, and things like that making us laugh and making us happy, but you know what really can make us happy is when we go together as a family and serve others. And we need to do that. So please, if you want to donate, if you want to give toward this ministry, I'm only $600 short of having enough money to create this nonprofit. Um, so so please, if, if you want to give, if that's in your heart to do that, please contact us at philip at philipshelley.org. I would love to hear from you. Again, tell us stories. Tell us about your life. Tell us what God has done. Ask any question you would love to hear. I would love to hear from you. One thing I want to leave you with is to say we love you. That's right. We do. Our four shells, my wife and I, we love you. And you know what? Be a blessing to others so others can be a blessing. So this has been a Peace Shells Diva Divine Four Shells production. And we say it's time for dinner. Come and get it. That's right. Peace. What if we see what they see, hear what they hear. What